If you want the good to win, the first thing you have to figure out is who is the good? That's number one. I saw recently, and I will say this, a fascinating discussion between Eric Weinstein, Sam Harris, and I think it was trigonometry. And the point that was missing, it was a fascinating, fabulous, uh, uh, incredibly interesting discourse and, and give and take. And the part that was missing with all of these brilliant minds talking, was who are the bad guys? Who are the bad guys? This was a podcast or a discussion, and most of them are, from a Western point of view that seeks to make these people stop. That's the goal, to make these people stop. That's it. So they'll stop bombing. If they stop bombing, we'll be fine. Go away. We're not going to fix anything. We don't care about any problems unless you bomb and kill and commit terrorism. Short of that, we don't really care what you do. We don't care what you do. Just stop bombing. If you stop bombing, we'll go away and we'll move on to something else. But we want you to stop this. We only pay attention when there's terror. These words, I'm using a lot of air quotes. From the viewpoint of Hamas, Palestinians are saying that's precisely why we're going to do it. You just told us you used that same adage that you always use. You only take flack when you're over the target. And apparently we're winning because now you're noticing. You never, ever cared about anything involving uh, the history of the area, the Nakba, the, but the Yom Kippur War, nothing. You've never even cared who Hamas was. You didn't know Hamas from a hole in the ground. You didn't know Hamas, the Palestinian Authority, Abu Mazen, nothing. You didn't care. The West knew nothing. You were talking about Taylor Swift and um, the usual nonsense that you talk about. The Stones have a new album. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. The Kardashians, you never paid any attention at all. Same thing goes for uh, Ivy League schools. Nobody mentioned it. Yeah, there were people, but nobody cared. So the question is, if you want to win, and if you want the good guys to win, are you ready to really change the rules? Are you really ready to change the rules? That's what we're talking about. Please let me uh, invite you right now to subscribe immediately. Immediately to subscribe to the channel. We'll talk about our sponsors coming up. We'll talk about how you can continue to support us. But I want to get down to business, which is the most important. The very first thing you have to do, and I was listening to this, and I so enjoyed it. And I listened to so many people. And I listened to pro-Palestinian. I listened to the to the most hardcore uh, Israeli Zionist uh, Likud from J-Post to Israel Times to Haaretz to, um, there are others as well, to um, especially international, whether it's Al-Arabiya, uh, 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 Al Jazeera, RT, CCTV, everything. I want to get all the data. That's what I do. It's the way I think. I want all the data, all of it, all of it pulled in. Now, I then want to take this metadata and I want to start pulling it and looking at it accordingly. What is it? How does it work? First, you said, and I start off with, are the good guys going to win? Who are the good guys? 
Again, I, 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 I love, I'm such a big fan of the mindset, the preparation of thought, the presentation of thought of Eric Weinstein. He's rebarbative. He's, he's, a, he's contrary. He's a contrarian. He's rude. He's contumacious. I love it. Sam Harris, excellent. Of the atheists, he's the only one I can even remotely listen to. And I take what he's saying a little bit in just just to get a frame of reference. I was watching a a um a, a video on Martin Scorsese talking about the films that he loves. I think Red Shoes was the his favorite his favorite film of all times, 1948. The Red Shoes. And I he threw off names I never heard of. It caused me to to seek an immersion into this to find out, wow, I never I never thought about film like this. I never thought about texture and, and color and sound and perspective and storyline. I listened to what Kubrick said. It's who I am. And I recognize that I cannot, for the most part, excite everyone but if you're watching me now, maybe you'll find this. I love to speak by analogy. I love to give examples. I love I love uncertainty, and this drives people crazy. They hate this. They hate it. They want a very simple answer. The other day, I had the Yugo. The Yugo. It's a stretch, by the way, a classic. I had a nail in the tire, and I, and and they suspected this. And I remember sitting with this fellow in the service department. And I said, where did I get a nail? Where are their nails? Are you sure it was a nail? I'm looking at the post-mortem. I'm looking at the, the autopsy report. I'm looking at the criminal report. When you say nail, is that tire talk for, why would there be a nail loose? And does the nail, the nail has to, let's say the nail is, is on its side. When you drive over the nail, the nail has to kind of pop up to enter the tire. If you run over a flat nail, nothing happens. How does this, are you sure it was a nail? And I was thinking about the trajectory of the nail. Is this become a phrase? And he looked at me and he said, you could tell it in his eyes, get out of here. Get out of here. Does there any, because I, it, it just, it didn't make sense to me. I think it's an expression. I don't think it's a nail. Can you show me the nail? Do you, you think maybe they pull out the, like in the autopsy room? Okay. That's the way I think. I ask myself questions. I'm always asking myself, do I really understand? This is my latest thing. How do I feel about this? I find that I need to be alone. More, not, not alone. That the best way for me to figure something out is to immediately understand that I have to get away from the world to identify specifically what it is that I'm feeling. What is it? Is it anger? Is it anxiety? Is it this? Not to react. Don't react. Analyze. What is it? How do I feel right now? What am I thinking? One of the weirdest feelings you'll find in life is what you don't feel. What you don't feel. There is, there are people also that I meet that I learn from because I don't want to be them. It's two in particular right now. One, I learn more about the human range of emotion by this one, it's a married couple who are dead. 
And I never understood what, what humans do and how they act and what they should do until they recognize a person who is emotionally dead. That sounds weird. I also look at the issue of, again, who's the, you start off with this, who's the good guy? So as I'm listening to Sam Harris, I'm listening to Eric Weinstein, uh, there's this great podcast, Trigonometry. Very good. Very interesting. Very smart. It's, 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 there's, there's proof, maybe an indication that maybe one day we'll be pulled by something more intellectual than the usual. Hey guys, then Brian Kilmeade, where, where he is, I don't mean to pick on him, but, but. Now, where is the where is the podcast from the viewpoint of the Palestinian? Where? Where is it? There is a fellow, and I want you to see this. First, if you don't, if you want to know how to do a podcast without any thinking whatsoever. One of the best examples, one of the most incredible, the, 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 the most incredibly, uh, how do I say this? The most incredibly uh, successful simpletons is Piers Morgan. And Piers Morgan has on anybody who will make a stink. He remember the time he interviewed Alex Jones and Alex Jones delivered. Alex Jones gave him basically this Lunatic response, which is exactly what, I mean, it was a work. It was absolutely perfect in terms of what he gave. And there was this interview, and I don't know, I'm sorry, I could find it for you, but you can go look through it. And they always have, whenever there is a a Palestinian, it's always somebody, and I'm being extremely generous, who's rude, who's rude, who interrupts who looks scary. There is this scary thing that Westerners feel. It's called this. Mm. Remember uh, Salami, Casey Kasem, Salami, whatever this, 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 this Iranian, they, he always, Yasser Arafat, you know, Ringo Starr, dirty, scary. And they have these rude people who interrupt and who who are just the worst proponents of it. And I thought to myself, that's not the way to do it. So I keep looking. I keep looking. And there's another, and if you want to go into the world of podcasts, and I like saying interesting, there's something called the thinking Muslim, which gives you kind of like a triangulated view of, well, here's what, here's our position. Here's our position. And if you will only focus and feature, if the only thing you focus and feature on is this idea called, once you involve yourself in war and pugilism or, or, uh, you know, uh, war and death, you, you can't speak anymore. If that's the way you think, then you'll never be able to discuss Vietnam because we did it. We'll never be able to discuss the same thing with Korea because we did it. We do it all the time. We are in 700, 700 bases around the world. 80, we, 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 are, we are a death machine. We are constantly funding, fueling, uh, paying for missiles 
death, you name it. We are the arms merchant to the world. It's exactly who we are. We do it in Ukraine. We're doing it here. That's what we do. So who are we to say? We, we might, Anthony Blinken may look a little more, more soft, soapy, but we're doing the same thing. So anyway, so that's number one. How does this thing work? What is your position? Nobody ever talks about that. And there's this wonderful thing I saw. They said, will the good guys win? And I changed the title of this. And the first question you say is, who are the good guys? Whose good guys? My good guys or their good guys? This is what Einstein said. This was relativity. Relativity changed the whole world because nobody ever thought about Well, I never thought about that. I always thought about it from my point of view. Yeah, you're right. What is motion? What is movement? Who's moving? Am I moving? Is he moving? And, it, and, and I don't think people really understand to this day what that means. Whose point of view are we talking about? What do you want to end? Do you want to end war? Or do you want to end the problem? Do you want me to end the symptom or do you want me to end the underlying reaction? If you have a rash, do you want me to cover up the rash? Do you want makeup? Or do you want me to go for the the, the underlying um, uh, aspect of it that is causing this? When you have a fever, do you want me to stop the fever? Or do you want me to stop the underlying thing? What is it that you want me to do? But see, what I'm saying to you, what I've been talking about for the past 13 minutes and 20 seconds, is something that you will never see on conventional regular cable news because it doesn't go anywhere. First of all, it's too long, and it doesn't enjoy this kind of, oh, okay. Let me go back to the tire again. Isn't it interesting that we have not been able to to have a, a, we've not been able to figure out why tires go flat. You buy this special run flat. You have insurance for the flat. But nobody's been able to figure out how to stop this. There was a tire years ago that was this hard rubber thing. It didn't have any air in it. It was this hard rubber. You might have seen these. It's this new tire. Never went anywhere. Why? Because it, we don't want to get rid of that. I have, a, I have an iPhone. And in my iPhone, there, is a, there are things that always go wrong. If you buy the cord, the cord goes wrong. The, 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 uh, that SIRI thing starts, goes on all the time. Uh, it, 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 it wears out. There's planned obsolescence in this. It's like cancer. Does anybody here truly believe that there are not some forms of cancer that are completely curable and eradicatable but are not being done so because of the money? Sparky says, U.S. is the boondoggle arms merchant to the world. Look at the F-35. Cannot argue with you whatsoever, sir. Cannot argue with it. We are it. We are, Sparky, we are the fentanyl. We, we, we always go after the fentanyl producer. We're what China is. We produce death. So going back to this notion of this, this crazy analogy, there is these obsolescence. We we talk about all this stuff, but we are the merchants of that. We are we provide more ways to kill people than you could ever imagine. Now let me also change subject, and I want you to think about this for a moment. I want you to stop, and I want you to uh, not, not be. Th- this will get your inte- a- an attention because there is a part of all of us that kind of laughs at poop jokes and things like this, and this is one of my favorites. Um, there is, uh, I told you a while back, I was listening to a podcast by Dr. Michael Greger on fecal transplant. And it's been done for the longest time since I think the Chinese even talked about it years ago, uh, generations ago. And the idea of people with C. diff, which is one of the leading causes of, of serious diarrhea where people, people die. I mean, it's lethal. Where they say that the, the biota, the microbiome, the prebiome, that the, the, the gut health so out of whack that what they do is they take the 
uh, feces from a person who has a balanced, healthy biota, kind of a balance, a healthy gut health, so to speak. And they take that and they produce it, move it, whatever it is. And they will actually reintroduce it. The best way is through a uh, um, colon, a, 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 a colonoscope, so to speak, through a kind of an enema way up, up, up into the certain parts of the colon, introduce it, and it changes everything. It it creates, it just immediately takes over, and it says, okay, we're here now, and all of this confused uh, uh, biome is corrected, and it saved lives. Not only that, it's been linked to changing and reversing depression, bipolar disease, alcoholism, like you can't believe. Yes. Now, number one, you can't get past the subject matter. I was talking to Dr. Drew one time and he says, yes, there's a pill. I said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about the pill because there's a pill of it. No, no. I'm talking about actually introducing it through a like uh, colonoscopy, so to speak, but up, up deep, high up into the almost a transverse colon, up and introducing it. And it changes everything. Now, the problem that we do is, first of all, the subject matter, because people think it's icky. Number second group of people just want to laugh because they don't care. And the third group of people really don't really find it interesting. But then there's the other group who said, that is fantastic. And to me, it provides nothing but an analogy to everything. Do you want to go back and you want to fix the world? You want to fix it? You're going to be using things. You're going to be using tools like fecal transplants that you never even thought about. If you really want to change things, what do you want to change? And the first rule is, what do you want to change? Do you want to stop violence or do you want to fix things? Do you want to stop the symptoms or do you want to stop the underlying problems? What is it? What is it? How do you do that? How, how do we? Let's talk about that. Because neither side. There's a wonderful time. Oh, her name is... Um, is it Glick? I think she's very good. But her position, she's on YouTube. Uh, her position is Palestinians are wrong. They're just wrong, and that's that's it. They're wrong. They had the chance, like Abba even said, they never uh, miss the opportunity to miss an opportunity. And they're wrong, and they're crazy, and that's it. And I'm done with it, and that's fine, and that's it. Okay, okay. Um, interesting. Then there are other folks, and this is interesting as well, there are other folks who say, well, um, let's talk about this, this something which is so irreparable in the change. Let me give you an example. Last night we were watching, um, it, was a, it was a Netflix documentary on uh, Shimon Peres. And I also saw, watch a documentary on, and a, a pro-Israel documentary of Israel, the creation of Israel, where it comes from, Ben-Gurion, um, Herzl, Zionism, Palestinian, mandatory Palestinian, 1948. Watch that version of it. You can tell by the music, you can tell by the sound, you can say it's a triumphant story about 
Jewish people seeking a Jewish land and finally enjoying this dream, this dream of having a, 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 a country that is devoted to and allows the Jewish people. Okay, that's the way it is. And you can tell from the beginning, that's the focus of it. And from the immediate, from the immediate time that it was started, it was attacked virtually by all of the countries around there. And Israel was never allowed even remotely the chance to flourish. Okay, that's that side. Sparky says, kind of like a more intense version of eating yogurt to restore a friendly bacteria. Something like that. Yes, yes. And by the way, Sparky, uh, people don't understand friendly back. We, we think of bacteria as being negative. It's not negative. It's not negative. You 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 need these. You need bacteria. You need this stuff. Uh-uh. Again, I look at everything kind of maybe perhaps very, I'm a kind of a realist. But thank you, sir. Now let's go on. Let's continue thinking about this. It's very, very important. Now, as this starts and as this begins, you never see the story, and I don't know where it is, but I want to see that same documentary from the viewpoint of the Palestinians. You're seeing a little bit about it now, but I don't see it. I don't, I, I don't see their version of it where there's dour music, funereal music, a sound, a soundtrack that's negative and frightening and horrible. And do you hear what I'm saying? That's the part that you don't hear. You don't hear. Let me stop you right now for one second. Very quickly, I want to talk about a couple of things here, which is very, very important. Um, first, you know, I want to tell you something right now. Just before we get this out of the way, I'm going to be returning to the cutting room. If you go to this link right now and you go to watch, go, you have to go to the actual, if you're listening to this on, a, on an iPhone or something else, you have to go to the to the section where all this information is provided for the tickets. You've got to see this. I want to see you on February the 3rd. You got that? I've also told you about our great friends at My Patriot Supply at preparewithlionel.com, preparewithlionel.com, providing you with a $200 discount of a three-month emergency food kit. Self-explanatory, absolutely brilliant. They are coming after Mike Lindell like you cannot believe. Now, I don't want you to buy wonderful pillows and products and slippers and sheets from mypillow.com, promo code Lionel. Because you feel sorry for him, but understand who he is and what we're talking about. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? Do you do you follow that? Does that does that make sense to you? I hope so. And by the way, I've got to tell you of our new two new. I think this is the dirty man safe, keeping your valuables underground a simple and easy way to protect your valuables the dirty man safe is a patent pending underground burial safe i love this that makes it easy to install and retrieve your valuables at a moment's notice it's constructed of industrial grade abs plastic material that is extremely rugged rated for 50 plus years all the parts used are metal detector resistant and waterproof so you bury this. It makes the most sense. According to the FBI, home safes are one of the most popular targets for burglars. Home safes are often the first place that a burglar will look for valuables. That's where I'd go. 75% of all homes in this country will experience a burglary in the 20-year span. And small home safes are very good 
that state they are fireproof and not necessarily so. In addition, the heat in the house can get so intense the contents of the safe will be destroyed. It's called hiding in plain sight. And you can use it to for a variety of everything from passwords and crypto seed phrases, USB and external hard drives, crypto hardware wallets, important documents, precious metals, ammunition, electronics, everything by burying it. Dirty man safe. And next, and all of these links are here, you've got to see Lion Energy. Unbelievable. Lithium batteries, solar generators, power banks, accessories, residential solutions, commercial solutions, you name it. It's the most, this is, just see this. See this go, it is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Collecting energy, saving energy, trending around, just your ability in case everything just collapses. What are you going to do in terms of power? Even the way also going someplace else and you need a, a charging unit. So those are right there and all of these great items for you perusal, review and the like are available in our section. You've got to go There we go, there we go, there we go, there we go. Okay, okay, okay. Now, a couple of things here. Right now, as we speak, you are going to be asking yourself a very simple question. Who is in charge and what's going to happen and where do we fit in? You're also going to ask yourself the question, do I really want to be a part of this conversation, as it were, okay? You understand this? You understand this? This is the thing which is the most problem. Now, I want you to understand something. And I want you to listen very, very carefully. What do you think is going on right here? What, what do you think is going on? And tell me, I'm going to ask people, what do you think is going on? Tell me, what is it that you think is going on? Who is in charge of everything right now? We live in a world where we are extremely, we love to complain. We love to pretend that we know what's going on. But what do you think is happening? Let me bring you around full circle. All right? Let me bring you around full circle. And listen to me very carefully. Number one. If you think this is going to end in the Middle East, you're out of your mind. If you don't think one day you're going to see something happen in this country, here, here, you're out of your mind. You're not paying attention. If you think that for whatever reason, somehow this is just, all of these problems are going to be elsewhere, you're out of your mind. Do you really understand this? I don't think most Americans do. I think they believe in this very infantile world of everything we believe in is okay. That we're always going to be safe. 
We're always going to be protected. That they're over there. Don't worry. They come every, you know, 20 years or 10 years. They come, you know, they go crazy. And, you know, what are you going to do? This is what they believe. And this is what people believe. They believe that this is just going to kind of sort of happen. And my friends, I don't know how to tell you this. But what I see happening right now scares the hell out of me. And there's a level of intellectual unsophistication to grasp the notion of what's actually happening. That That's something which I can't explain to you. And I have done this. And I... And I want you to to listen to me. I'm not saying this just because I'm, you know. Look, whenever somebody gives you advice, it's basically couched and premised on trying to prevent something that's very bad is about to happen. Whenever you see somebody give health advice or things about everything from juicing to exercise, it's somebody trying to protect you from something bad that's happening. So this is negative, and I want you to understand this, because there's this very simplistic kind of a spoiled child attitude on the on the parts of some people who really don't understand what's happening. They really, they really don't. They they just think this is well, this isn't really us. They feel for the longest time. Let me give you an example. I have a friend of mine who actually says. And maybe you know people like this. I don't believe in doctors. I said, what? I don't believe in doctors. If you go to the doctor, they're going to find something's wrong with you. He actually believes this. He he believes this. Uh, Sparky says, it's a mistake to think that modern Israel began in 1948. It began ironically when young Russian Zionists from Ukraine Settled Palestine in 1907. A fascinating perspective, indeed. And by the way, here's a question too: When did uh, suicide bombing and the like? When did when did the notion of Palestinian quote quote terrorism start? It was Beirut was the first time that we really saw this big time. And before that, it was all hijacking. Remember that? You see how these things work? You have to keep an eye on that. But it's a very interesting point. Now that I've told you that, it's interesting to see, but this is where we are right now. A lot of times people love to confuse history with methodology and approach. So let me ask you this question. It's very, very critical, very, very important, and very, very necessary for us to look at it right now. It's going to come here. And what are we going to do? And how are we going to handle this? And as I've said, and I, I, on a regular basis, and I think you kind of like this, at least I hope you do, there's something which is very, very critical, and that is simply this. How much do you really understand what's happening? And how much do you want to know? And by the way, this is not something that you should feel bad about. You, you should ask yourself a very simple question. And the very simple question is simply this. You should ask yourself, how much do I really want to get, how much do I really want to invest in this? Most people really don't want to invest in a lot. And the reason why is very, very simple because it's very nerve wracking. Like I told you before, I told you this fellow, he says, I don't want to go to doctors because I know they're going to find something. And I, 
I didn't say anything. I can't tell anybody. This is somebody who is creating an illusion in their mind that says, I'm not going to work on this. It's like people who... I mean, you you can you can reject certain things. You can reject the argument, reject it. But when you intellectualize and rationalize, it's a different story. And that's what we do. See, people think that this is just going to be over there, that it's not going to happen, or they grew up thinking that America is always going to be America. They were always going to be in charge. It's always going to be a unipolar world. Do you understand what's happening? It's not. It's not unipolar. It's not. Pax Americana, whatever you want to call it, it's done. It's finished. It is absolutely, frantically finished. And as news programs, cable news in particular, as they recognize that their ultimate, their ultimate sayonara, and they realize it's over, they're doing everything in their power not to be the next MSDNC. And that means marching in a kind of a demented, orchestrated, choreographed, synchronized, lockstep, as to the most specious of opinions, but consistent. They want to, you want to watch Newsmax and, and uh, Fox News or, or CNN to get a particular idea. The other day, somebody told me something. This is, this is one of the most incredible things I've ever heard. I ever heard, and I wanted to, I almost, as they say, proverbially uh, roll, uh, drove off the road. Somebody said, actually, guess who I saw on Newsmax? And that should be a, I think it was Newsmax. Kimberly Guilfoyle. Now, this is Don Jr.'s fiance. And I thought, Oh my God. Wow. I, I, I didn't know what to say. I didn't say anything. Because people sometimes confuse maybe people that they believe to be I don't know, the stars of the right. I, I, I'm not really sure about that. Violence soon erupted between India and Pakistan when they were decolonized. The same between Israel and Palestinians around the same time. Funny how the British Empire works. That is true. And Sparky, what do you say to uh, the group of people, to folks, where they have said for the longest time, we want this, we want... Would, would there have been the Balfour Declaration, would there have been any of this, had there not been a movement a significant movement by Zionists and Herschel and the like. And the question also is, what do you think the history of things means now? What do you think? And also, Sparky, is there someone who is right or wrong? And this is important. Is there? Is this all about the Palestinians? Is it? You have to ask yourself the question, is it about the Palestinians? Is it? Are they wrong? Are these people wrong? This is critical. I can't say it enough. Are the Palestinians wrong? If that's the way you believe, listen, you're entitled to that. Do you think they're just wrong? Do you think that they should say, look, this happened. This is a long time ago. You're, 
Hamas is crazy. You're killing people. You're 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 not doing. You shouldn't be negotiating. This is not the way civilized people do it. You're just wrong. Or is Israel wrong? Is Israel wrong? You've got to ask ask this question. Or are you able to do this? Who is wrong right now? Let me ask everybody watching right now. Everybody asking, please. We need likes. We need likes. Who is wrong here? Who is wrong? Who? Who? Is there a party who was wrong? Whose fault is this? And if you've never answered before, just answer this as you're watching live. Very simple. Who is who is wrong? Who is wrong? And also when you recognize something, that when you say something, by the way, Hamas always has one M. Two M's is too much like Hamas. One M. Hamas is wrong. Okay. They are both conflicted and both wrong. They're both wrong. Okay. Who are wrong? I love you, but I refuse to fawn an algorithm. Don't know what that means. By the way, let me explain something to you. This is very interesting. Watch what people write. Watch what people write as a reaction versus a message. A, a, a reaction sometimes doesn't even tell me what it is. Oh, yeah? No way. What does that mean? We've got like a million things. That's a reaction. That's not a message. A message means you're telling me something. I understand what it is. A reaction is this. Ha-ha. Ha-ha what? Whose ha-ha? My ha-ha? His ha-ha? This is where we are right now. We are at such a level of imprecision that social media, for the most part, is not about conveying an idea. It's about a reaction. It's our reaction. It's putting the mic on us so we can say something, so we can applaud, so we can clap. doesn't matter. We, we don't care if anybody understands anything. It's about us. It's, it's a mirror. Everyone has lessons to learn, varied senses. You want a thumbs up? I refuse the end. I don't know what that means. You wanted thumbs up? What is thumbs up? I don't know what thumbs up means. What does this mean? Where are we? Who's right? Who's wrong? Who's who's right and who's wrong? Who's right and who's wrong? Who? And also, I love the anger. Whenever you hear people talk about something, they get angry. And it's angry out of a sense of frustration because I don't really understand it. How can Americans decipher the conflict when we're not receiving correct information? But they're receiving a lot of information. Tremendous information. Loads of information. Absolute information. You've got more information than you can imagine. Oh, no, no, no. America, you, you, have, you have more information than you could possibly deal with. It, you have to kind of look for it, but it's there. You see, this is, this is the problem. This is, this, we are very, I'd say it's about us and not just you, not, not just you perhaps, but it's other people as well. And one of the people are going to understand the, the, the joke of this. This is a very cruel and dangerous joke, but a joke nonetheless. You will understand how during this very perilous times, the fate and the future of, a, of our country that once enjoyed unchallenged hegemonic Primacy was ostensibly run by an incompetent, vacuous dotard. This is 
absolutely incredible. Social media, the platform itself, you know, the vectors and, and thought matrices are concocted and developed uh, by people who are basically anti-social in nature, who, for the most part, in terms of a reaction, like throwing things versus presenting. There's different things. The platform people are one thing, but the reactors are different. Watch any, I remember watching, I was watching First Post this morning. And it was very, very good. Just watching the live reactions. Some of them were very good. Then I watched others, and it's the most demented thing I've ever seen in my life. When when the live reaction is is synced into the subject matter, it's fantastic. Uh, I, I put a quote before. William James said, A great many people think they are thinking when they are, in fact, merely rearranging their prejudices. And also, when you look at the way people think... Today, we don't have young adults, but we have older children. And they are the same people who scream about these. These are kids like at schools in particular. They, the same people who tri- trigger, who scream about uh, trigger warnings and microaggressions, who demand safe spaces and puppy dogs, therapy pets, who whinge over any form of reality they find problematic for reasons no one will ever understand. Yet, they call for the destruction of the Jewish people through a fiery homicidal cataclysm and they don't even blink an eye and furthermore they expect you to understand what they're saying is valid and not subject to any type of logical critique that's they reflect kind of the way we are they they reflect how we are in general and language today what we're saying today has something to do with communication or the expression of an idea in order to explain the position it's used to manipulate and paralyze and kidnap the opposition of, of your free will regarding a target, sometimes selected merely at random. Language today is to tell you to shut up. It's and We love to tell people, shut up. We're doing it on college campuses. We're doing it on everywhere. And also, you got to understand that by virtue of, of social media, war death, has to be cinematic and theatrical and mind-searing from the production point of, 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 of view. It must have the, uh, uh, the I guess, the, um, the, the audience has to be absolutely aware. It, it, it's, it's got to leave the audience with a sense of fear or dread. Uh, 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 and oddly, respect for the lethality. It, it, it's not enough that we just have war. You have to have people who go out there and present the war on shows carefully. And by the way, if you if you were to do something, if you were to be a terrorist, let's say, whatever that means. And by the way, I don't even like the word terrorist. I don't even think that that makes a lot of sense. But if you go out there and you think you're just going to kill people and you don't leave live leave these people something to watch, it's not going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. You better you better give them something big. Because today social media is the is the audience. It's it's what matters. It's not TV. What you're doing right now is important. And also listen to how people react. 
We've never lived. I was talking to somebody the other day who I used to work with years ago during the OJ Simpson case. And I said, what would OJ have been like had there been social media? And we couldn't even imagine what it would be like. Could, we couldn't imagine. And people knew more what was going on with the fact that we had just a few. You know, we were it was just we were in the radio and TV. But we knew more of what was going on than we could ever imagine. And we didn't, we didn't ever, there, there was so much freedom of speech, I guess. It was so much freedom of speech in a weird way. And you can say, yeah, but there was, there was, there, there were fewer instances of, you know, platform. Today, there is more, there are more people telling you to shut up. The world right now is ruder. It's nastier. And it, of of course, how do you expect there not to be this rise in violence when the way we treat each other, just the way we talk to each other? I'm going to tell you something right now. The internet, well, and social media to an extent, is the best, worst thing that ever happened to us. It has absolutely changed everything for the worst. The the, the worst thing it did was it completely told people running the social media platforms that they have to shut people down. It's their first goal is to shut you down. It's, it's beyond anything anybody's ever seen. Now, Give an example of something. What is happening with President Trump? Anybody figuring this one out? Anybody figuring this out? What is happening with Trump? What is he doing now? Anything? Is he doing anything at all in any way? Anything to to help, to promote, to do anything? What is he doing? He's doing nothing. I don't understand this. I don't understand how this is even working. Uh, our friend Sparky says, it's important to note that the language written in the U.S. proxy, Hamas's bylaws, they were U.S. proxy in Syria, calls for the destruction of Israel, not Jews. Okay. There were others. That's interesting. I'm not calling for the, the, the end of Italians. I just want to get rid of Italy. I have nothing against French people. I just hate France. I want to eliminate France. Not French people. I don't care about you. And by the way, French people, you can do whatever you want. We're not going to bother you, but you're not going to do it in France. Just so that you know, because I'm the French version of Hamas. So you got that? I'm not a Francophobe. French people are great. I don't mind if you're French. I just hate France. And if you go back to France, and if you try to pull that French culture there in France, and you put up a flag that says France, I'm going to wipe you out. Because I have, I am a Francophobic version of Hamas. And I'm telling you, okay, does that make sense to you? How do you think the French would think? You think they'd buy that? Would I be able to say, no, no, you don't understand. It's not about you. It's about France. 
Does that make any sense? Let me ask you something. Do you think the Palestinians have a point at all? Most important point. Do you think? Do you think so? Do you think that that the Palestinians have a point? Yes or no? Anybody? Do you? Because if you don't see it, if you think, no, they don't, no. All this stuff they're talking about is ridiculous. Uh, Silver Fox says, Trump has been partially gagged by a lunatic judge. Well, yeah, but, but frankly, Silver Fox, not really. Trump has never been told that he cannot talk about his case. Trump has never been told that. Trump wants to be personal. Trump wants to talk about named people. This is where Trump and I sometimes lose each other because he is a petulant child. He 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 doesn't understand kind of how things work. Does that make any sense to you? Trump was never told, you can't talk. Never. Never. Trump was never told, you can't, you can't talk about your case. But if you talk about people and all this stuff, no, he, no, 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 no. I don't know if Trump necessarily under, this is weird. And and this is part of the genius and and the problem with Trump. I don't know if he really understands what his case is about. I don't really know. I'm not really sure. Now, Trump is wasting his time. I don't think Trump wants to be president. Because he's just not, I think he loves to run. Like Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake loves to run for president, for whatever. She just loves it. I think if she realized how boring it is to be a senator, what are you going to do? The same news. How about this news person from Fox who waits for Elon Omar to walk and they put the camera? So do you support Hamas and the killing of innocent Israeli people? Are you seeing that? Have you seen that one? Why is that? Why is that? See, this is this is this is why cable news is doing two things. Number one, it's failing miserably. And it's also, it's it's encouraging stupid people to watch stupid things. Let me tell you something right now. If you don't understand the position of the Palestinian people, you're going to be in big trouble. Sparky says, don't be obtuse. It's like the difference between Zionism and Judaism. No, not obtuse at all. Absolutely not. There is a an attempt by people to try to say, let me see if you can understand let me explain something. You don't understand what this is. You see, this is not about this. I'm going to show you there is a problem. There, and it's very interesting. This is not about faith or Jews or Judaism. This is about a state. Okay. You see, that's good. By the way, here's a microphone. Now say this. Where would you like to say this? And what will it do? What will it correct? Let me tell this. Let me go to Israel and tell them. Okay, go ahead. Tell them. People of Israel, yes. You are not in any way being attacked because you're Jewish. Got it? Got it. Now, what does that do? 
Tell me, what does that do? Where is the confusion? Where is the confusion in this? That's what I want to know. Where is the confusion? What do you think people don't understand? What could we provide in terms of of a focus or a or a uh, a, a viewpoint? What is it that we could provide? What do you think? What? Tell me. What do you think we could provide? Let me try this again. People of Israel, understand. Understand. Hamas is not talking about Judaism. It's talking about Israel. All of the stuff about the first chapter, the first clause, the first, it's, it's avowed destruction. Isn't about faith. It's about your country. What will that explain? Tell me. What do you think that will do? And I'm not trying to be obtuse or abstruse or consummatious or impertinent or anything along those lines. What do you think is really important here? What is the area that people don't understand? What is the one thing that we could say that would clarify everything, that would end the problems once and for all? What do you think it would be? Ladies and gentlemen, do you understand the history? Folks, you understand Hamas is Qatar. This is a part of a CIA-run organization. Hamas, you're foolish, you're stupid, you're dupes. This isn't about your freedom. No, you're being used as a pawn by virtue of a Western intel arranged inside. Do you understand that? Okay, thank you. Clarify that. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying... It, it's like when people say, well, you know, with 9-11, it's about money. Follow the money. Whenever you don't ever say, just say, follow the money. You say, okay, these are great things. What does this mean, though? What do you think the Palestinian people want? And what do you think, seriously, uh, Israel wants? That's important. Sparky says, Trump hadn't weighed in because the facts haven't shaken out enough publicly yet. Trump knows that Hamas is UX proxy. No. Trump is wasting time in not showing leadership. Let me give you an example. He has got to use the, the situation to talk, number one, about Biden, to talk about the Democrats, to talk about the confusion, to talk about the fact that we don't have money to, to uh, promote all of these wars simultaneously, that it is specious. It's a waste of time. Trump is wasting time with them. Those are the facts. Trump needs, the American public doesn't want facts. This is the time for him to be speaking from his desk at Mar-a-Lago, where he speaks to you every single day. He's never done that. He loves to stand in front of courtrooms. He goes on Truth Social. He has Don Jr. speak. He has never spoken to you directly. He has never said that what people need to do and what must be done right now is a coordinated effort to to, uh, bring together blah, blah, whatever it is. No, you are wasting your time. You must always speak. If there's a disaster, if there's a, a flood, if there's an accident, if there's a, a backup, 
politicians always run. What about the fact of leadership? There's no leadership regarding Jordan. No, Trump is wasting time right now. Trump is sitting back. Trump is going to fall into the John Stewart. Do you hear about John Stewart's lately? His thing. John Stewart was basically uh, canned by Apple because John Stewart wanted to talk about China and AI. And basically, Apple and China are connected. So instead of John Stewart saying, well, I'm going to talk about other things that don't necessarily involve this. There's a lot of talks, fentanyl, kids, borders, whatever it is. That's fine. John Stewart said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm John Stewart. I must have unfettered. It's like you just missed a platform. You missed a platform. Our good friend Sparky says Trump hasn't weighed in much. Oh, did I read this before? I'm sorry. Trump knows that Hamas is a U.S. proxy. Again, uh, if if you think, and by the way, try going and say, attention, attention, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, Hamas is a U.S. proxy. What does that mean? We're we're doing this. Wait a minute, you mean to tell me the Palestinians? So we don't have a point? No, you don't have a point. This is all BS. No, no, Hamas. October the 7th, U.S. prox, we did this. You're, they're acting for us. We want this. What? Hamas is acting as a U.S. We want We want this. What about the apartheid? No, no, no. That's, that, that's what you say. But that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it may make sense for purposes of a kind of like a, an essay question, but not in practical terms. George Lenz says, Trump does have a great opportunity to undermine the current foreign policy. He could point out all that is wrong. He has a captive audience, theoretically. And you're correct about that, George. He's he's the worst politician. He is not. He doesn't really. This is his chance. Like Abba Eben says, uh, PLO never had an They never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity. That's what Trump does. Trump is Trump is a chance. To, Trump needs to use this to say, wow. This is the leader we need. He doesn't even have to bring up Biden. He doesn't have to bring up Biden. Sometimes when we bring up interstitial things that are so, for example, I was talking to somebody the other day about 9-11. Now I can say something that a 9-11 investigator would know. Like, ooh, that's good. The average person would know what I was talking about. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to teach people. So let me go through this again. Let me try it again. What is it that people have to understand here in this country? And what do you do? Because right now, if ever you thought the Palestinian support, it is at its height or height, as people say. It's at its height now. It is, it is so universal. Ireland, Northern Ireland, the IRA, at the world, I'm sorry, more people are, quote, for the Palestinians than you can imagine. Okay, so what do you do? How do you do this? You have to have the right person. And by the way, despite this, I think this rather aggressive, poor PR, where is the positioning? Where? How do you tell people? How would you change, for example, the 
public opinion. Let me tell you one thing I would do. First and foremost, I would stand up. If I was Israel, if I was pro pro Israel, whatever it is, whatever, 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 whatever this group is called, the first thing I would do is to say that in order for there to be a resolution of this, we must have free speech. And consequently, we are against the notion of speech being curtailed, being shut off, shut down, whether in the campus level, we believe in free speech. We may disagree with it. We might find it violent, but speech is the expression of ideas. And you would say, huh, well, thank you. Absolutely. That was a no-brainer. Paul Raul, rather, Rodriguez says, Trump should go to Palestine to negotiate for the captives. No! No, first of all, he is not. No. Got the Logan Act. That's a problem. He is not a member of the government. He cannot. No, no, God, no. I mean, I appreciate it. No. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Is there going to be negotiation for this? Is there going to be negotiation? Tell me the one thing you would go to right now. Tell me the one area you want to go to. It's very simple. What's the one area, the one subject matter? Gaza. That's it. That's the issue. Agreed? Agreed. Gaza. That's it. They all talk about Gaza. Gaza. Oh, they talk about Israel, being Palestine, whatever, being kind of an apartheid. But Gaza is it. Okay, great. What do you do in Gaza? Tell me. What would you do? What would you do in Gaza? And remember, the backbenching, the people who were actually in the MBS, Erdogan, Jordan, Cutter. Cutter is huge. Cutter is huge. Have you, Palki Sharma, who's wonderful, did the history of Cutter. Cutter is the most incredibly powerful. Remember, when American forces wanted to put military bases in Saudi Arabia, Cutter said, We'll do it. Okay. Cutter, this kind of little town, they say, Well, Cutter's behind Hamas. Uh huh. And Hamas is popular. So what? Yeah, but Cutter's bad. Not to them. I mean, excuse me, uh, Hamas. Not to them. See, you think, it's like when people say, you know, Putin used to be with the KGB. That's considered good. That's like their FBI at the time. I mean, what are you talking about? We, we, we never see things their way. So let me, go, let me go back to what I'm saying. It's about, it's about Gaza. That's it. What do you do? What can be done? What can be done? Okay, if Israel said, let me ask you a question. If Israel said, tell you what we do. You will, we will open all borders. There will be no containment of all. You will be able to come in, come out, do whatever you want. Uh, Palestine, uh, Hamas, whoever you want. You want to build up Gaza? It's yours. It's yours. It's free. We're going to back off. Do whatever you want. That's it. Come, go. No checkpoints, no nothing. Bring anything you want into it. Take anything you want out of it. Tunnels, uh, beachfront property, whatever you want, we will make Gaza maybe a separate country, a separate independent place. We have nothing to do with it, even though you're on our border. Any chance of that happening? Anybody? When They would say, well, that's pretty good. I mean, they're not going to have, Israel's not going to leave. But if they said, okay, let's just do this one thing. We'll give you everything. 
everything. No bombing, no invasion, no fort, no nothing. You've got Gaza. What would happen? What would happen? What would happen? Think about that one. Sparky says, uh, Irish are a taught future Israel. Boy, you're, this is your, your writing is excellent, by the way. Your semiotics. IRA taught future Israelis techniques that they were used against the British, including blowing up the hotel full of British officials in Palestine. That's a King David. Palestinians learned watching Israelis. Yes, but by the way, you know, um, I would venture to say that the IRA, they really came along, remember, since the partition, you know, 22, right? And later on, there was, remember, let's go back. You have a good point, Sparky. Before terrorism, there was a thing called the guerrillas. Then there were things like the resistance. And there were all these names that denoted these other aspects. Very interesting. There were, say, what is warfare? Is this terrorism or is this guerrilla? It's, it's, uh, and, and to teach things, you know who taught a lot of things to teach people stuff? The level, if you want to see something right now, I watched a special the other day on what is being done in terms of Mexico, Mexico, the cartels being taught. Oh, dear God. Unbelievable. You're seeing and we are seeing Levels of, you you haven't seen anything yet. But let me go back to my original question. And Sparky, I'll say this to you. What would happen? What would happen if Israel said, listen, we're not going to leave. But let's just, let's just do this one. Let's talk about Gaza. It's yours. We're done. All right, everybody out. We stop right now. What would happen? Silver Fox says, we are 380 days away from the 2024 election. I'm still trying to understand what impact Trump's legal difficulties are going to have on his chances. Uh, nothing really, to be honest with you. It's not going to affect in any way his, um, it's not going to affect his, uh, he's going to get the nomination. His legal problems, he's not looking at jail. I don't think, I, I think, very frankly, so far, I don't think anybody cares about him because you don't really understand them. They're kind of, we're just, they're old, so they'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of waited them out, and he's nobody really understands what they're about, and they're, they were important then, but it, 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 whatever the momentum was, it lost it completely. Uh, worked peace. I don't know what that means, but okay, I'm not sure what that means, but let me ask you this question. What is it? What is it? What is it? What does, what would make this go away? Nothing. Nothing. I like this. Me too, I'm worried for everyone. This is really going to be like that movie with Mel Gibson. Um, I don't know which one that is, but uh, Passion of the Christ. And by the way, do you think this is about religion? No. Absolutely not. Don't fall into that trap. Don't fall into that trap. 
Let me tell you what this is about. The only way this is going to be fixed is if the big boys come in. They're allowed to come in. MBS, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Jordan, Syria, uh, uh, BRICS plus six, China, Putin, and they come in and say, we're going to, we're going to end this. Pushes Biden and the U.S. completely out of the picture. Uh, unipolar world is over. Supremacy is over. The big Western hegemon is over. That's it. Second of all, you have got to put yourself, somebody has got to deal with this thing called Palestine. That's it. I, I Nobody is talking about it. America won't discuss it. You're going to have to talk about it. You have to say, other than just calm down, take it easy, relax. Sparky says, world peace. Oh, must have been it. Oh, I see. World peace. Well, th- that's an interesting one. Uh, there, 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 there will be world peace to an extent, maybe one day. But let me say this again. What is the United States willing to say regarding this thing called Palestine? What? What are they going to say? What do you think they're going to say? Have you heard anything about that? Anybody? Does does Biden or Blinken or anybody ever talk to? What happens to it? And this is important. When we're always going to Tel Aviv, when uh, what's his name from UK is me, so we're here for you. We're here for you, BB. We're here for you. We're behind you. What does this do to the rest of the world? Is that a wise position for the United States to maintain? These are the questions that are going to be asked. Now, the best one is the there is no the 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 voice again. Now, if you want to talk about Sparky Man, I want to talk about what is a work. The very fact that you've got Elon Omar and Rashida Tlaib as kind of like the voice of the Palestinians, that's the worst thing. That is an example of, look how lunatic these people are. Sparky says, it's a little, it's a lot of trouble for a Maui-style land grab. Oh, by the way, whatever happened with uh, Lahaina? Is that done? Is that over? Is that just done? It's over. Like it never happened. Look at this right now. I'm looking at these these uh, these great stories. Oh, oh. I want to change this story. Oh, I look at this. Uh, by the way, uh, Spotify eating the entire music business. I find that interesting. I find this fascinating. Let me ask you this question, and you can answer me accordingly. I'm going to change the subject completely because I am fascinated always by your reaction to this. This is the 50th anniversary of the movie The Exorcist. The Exorcist was so big, so huge, and with Billy Friedkin just passing away, it was like nothing anybody ever even imagine, and there were these, uh, it has been the subject, the devil has been the subject of me, fascination since I was a kid, 
Satan Catholic school. I don't know why. I just always did it. didn't want to be a Satanist or anything. But the distinction between Satan, Lucifer, demons, evil, what have you. They tried to remake it now, which is such a sacrilege. It's like putting arms in the Venus de Milo. And the question is that people will say, this is evil. They use this word called evil. And every now and then, if you go long enough, especially from the from the right wing who tend to be more religious and more Christian, they will use the word Satan. Is there any doubt in anyone's mind, changing the subject just a little bit, that there is this person, this entity, this sole, singular, solitary force and source of evil called Satan? Is there anyone who believes that? Is there is there anyone, anyone who actually believes that there is a singular, solitary source of evil called Satan? That Satan runs the show. That Satan um, is responsible. That Satan, and I'm not asking you, I'm not asking you to, uh, how do I say this? I'm not, I'm not asking you to, um, I'm not, what am I trying to say? I'm not asking you to, uh, to recite the Bible. I'm not asking you to do that. But do you believe in something called Satan? And would you have thought, would you have thought, would you have actually thought without being told, without a book, because many many jurisdictions, many, many religions have no idea about Satan. They don't know anything about this. But would you have ever come up with this without, and by the way, do you understand the history about how it's become, it was a, it was the, the, the image of Satan is a creation that most comports now with um, a kind of a, I guess you might want to say kind of a, um, it's a, it's a version of, it's a version of, it's say, or Satan is a version of, of pagan, of, of pan. There's one particular. You understand what? Let's look at your incredible things. Uh, Satan is alive and well or unwell. Uh, is more, there's more than one evil. Do as thou wilt shall that thou... Uh, yes, I believe in Satan. Great soundtracks. Yes, indeed. Uh, tubular bells, Mike Oldfield, certainly. There exists an invisible reality fact. An invisible reality Meaning, if there was not this invisible reality, there would not be evil. Does that make sense to you? It is not real smart to debunk spiritual facts. A fact that you believe in, but the rest of the world doesn't. Because your facts are correct. Without the devil, without Satan, there would not be evil. No, there would be evil. So what's not Satan? What is the source of things? Don't know. Sal Monella writes, you're loading the question when you ask, is there anyone who actually believes in the existence of Satan? 
as if the belief is some off-the-wall nonsense. That ends the dialogue before it begins. No. What it means, Sal, and by the way, thank you, actually believes is somebody who says, because people will say, well, I I don't believe in a in a Satan per se, but I believe in the source of evil. So they don't actually believe in a Satan, this one particular, but they might believe in other aspects of it. So to actually believe it means not whoever preposterously believes, but to actually believe literally, singularly, actually in one personification. Yes, that's not meant to be in my, I don't mean it to be like that. Absolutely not. There is, there is a, because, but, but you, you must understand that if you believe in this, and if you if you believe that with or without, put it this way, that there are that Satan has been around for a long time, and even before it was pretty much acknowledged as such, and even though there are religions that don't talk about, there are religions that don't talk about hell, uh, demons, things like that. Then Satan, or the uh, iteration of Satan, applies across the the board. You have to understand that if it is not the source of evil, that without Satan. Everything would be fine. Sparky says, lightly raised as Protestant, the exorcist didn't frighten me at all, even as a 10-year-old. Must be a Catholic thing. Uh, I thought, um, let me see, the 73, I was at 15, I guess. Um, movies don't scare me. I've never been scared. By, well, excuse me, fatal attraction. Because what scares me is the seeing something that you can actually run into. I'm not going to run into the devil. I don't, I'm not worried about the devil. But running into, certainly, but running into somebody who is a, a crazy person who will not, you know, this squatter, you know, these squatters who come in and they say, I'm not leaving. That's like fatal attraction. This is somebody who says, most people would say, I don't want to be a part of this. The the Glenn Close character is a woman who basically says, I really don't love you. I don't care about you. This is a jurisdictional thing. I will not be ignored. That was her line. That was the scariest thing I've ever seen because that's a human being that you could see in a variety of ways. And what's happening is you see that there's this one woman, this Harvard trained, whatever, she's a squatter. How how squatters are allowed to, I don't understand that at all. You understand this? I don't understand, I, I don't get that. But the movie itself, the way it was phrased, the lighting, the angle, the music, it had all of the trappings of a, of a horror movie like Frankenstein. But, but it had something which was real. Frankenstein's not real. But this, theoretically, what they told you was, this is based on something which roughly happened. This is an evil source of evil that is here in the world. This is what you should walk about, believe about. Uh, if you believe in that, that's fine. The way I don't believe in the devil is the way you don't believe in Allah or some Abrahamic version of something or the reason why you're not 
um, you know, uh, you don't believe in, in, um, you know, some druze offset or something. It's not that you reject it. I just don't believe in it. And I was raising this my whole life. Theoretically, never believed it. Never. It made no sense whatsoever. But I appreciated it as a, as a, as a fable, as a mythology. Angels and, you know, that kind of stuff. Again, not, not negative. I was from the beginning, from kindergarten all the way. I don't, it just never, it never connected. You know what I mean? It never connected them with me because I never really understood it. And I never understood why the devil loves to just show himself to a little girl, or in one case, I think it was a, a boy who screams and yells and, ah, you know, what is the, I don't understand. Am I to think the devil's an idiot? Because what does this accomplish? I would think legions of angels, of demons, would go and take over people. Don't call attention to themselves, but let the world know I'm here and I'm going to affect government. I'm going to, I'm going to disaffect. Anyway, that's what I would think. That's my kind of connectivity to it. I think the whole notion, the whole story is ridiculous. But I'm not saying that what somebody, when I say the story is ridiculous, I'm not saying that what happens didn't happen. The idea that you're going to have a priest who comes in, holds up a crucifix, goes like this, and the devil says, I'm out of here. What? Now, now they got the crucifix. Or garlic, I don't know if that's Dracula, but I'm out of here. I'm done. Why? And they threw holy water on me. Yes. Well, maybe if you didn't yell so much and, and make an ass out of yourself, maybe it wouldn't be so obvious. Something to think about. Osbarki says, I remember watching The Flying Nun as a child and wondering, why there weren't nuns at my church? Had a crush on the flying nun, Sally Field. Sister Bertrill, remember that? And Alejandro Ray. Remember, this was the bar owner. Remember this? This was a very interesting thing. And how that, was it that head? Was it the wing uh, apparatus on her head? Or was it something else? I don't know how it worked, but it was very, very strange. Um, everybody says, uh, somebody says, think about your Viking ancestors. They had Valhalla. And by the way, from the beginning of time, there is something inherent in all of, of all humans that always look elsewhere to explain certain things. You will see it in clouds. You will see it in music, in art, in folklore. You will see it elsewhere. All right, dear friends, we've had it's about an hour and 20 minutes. That's, that's a long time. Uh, thank you so, so very much. Uh, Sparky, thank you immensely. You were a, a veritable font of fascinating point, counterpoint, excellent as usual. Sal Monello, thank you. Sal, oh, Monella, excuse me, Sal Monella. Uh, Silver Fox, thank you. Raul Rodriguez, George Lenz. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for your for your generosity and adding so much to the level of discourse. I love when we get to speak rationally and with respect. I love that. And I love when people show respect. I like when you come on board and we talk. That's all. 
there's just something about people who are just rude. I just, I can't, I, you know, I don't care if you're intellectually impertinent. Rudeness is something I can't figure out. Uh, always wonder why Carlos didn't hook up with the flying on. You know, I just that you, you, you know, that the, the, uh, implications of that have been at least explored at least tangentially from others. In any event, dear friends, thank you so, so very much. Please support our great sponsors. Remember, we are not communists. We are not socialists. We are capitalists. And we believe in promoting and selling and working with private enterprise to promote wonderful things. That is very, very, very simple. Just putting it to you as calmly and as rationally as possible. It is that simple. And thank you so much. And by the way, just remember, all of our great, great, great stuff, all of our great products, our great sponsors are there from uh, preparewithlionel.com, mypillow.com, promo code Lionel, uh, the cutting room, and also our newest ones, which is terrific, our great, great new, new, new sponsors, the Dirty Man Safe, I love this, and Lionel Energy. Lion Energy, excuse me, excuse me. All right, dear friends, have a great and a glorious day. Thank you so much for being with us. We'll see you tonight at 7 p.m. And don't forget, until then, oh, Sparky says, supposedly it was because the Flying Nun was underweight. Uh, yeah. Well, you would have also thought, Sparky, that somehow the military would have figured a way how to use this Think of it as a kind of a human drone. They would take children or very light people. Very, maybe, maybe they would have diminutive uh, iterations of humanity flying about. Just think of the weaponization of it aspect. I'm always thinking about the war angle. In any event, thank you. We'll see you tonight at 7 p.m. And don't forget until then, my friends, the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Dead, dead.